Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. We're halfway through January 2023 and finally, after playing 34 matches, scoring 20 goals and 187 points, winning 8 trophies from a possible 9 and surviving just about wave after wave of selfie-seeking children in post-match celebrations the length and breadth of the country, David Clifford's remarkable 2022 season finally drew to a close yesterday with victory in the All-Ireland Junior Club final in a blizzard of red cards including one for him. And another for his brother, Potty, who wasn't letting it lie in his victory speech post-match. Welcome to the show. Hey, Murph. Hey, hey Owen. How's it going? Okay, well, too, Ken? Uh, very well. Kieran and yourself? Oh, got hint of our Quite a way for Clifford's season to end at Croke Park yesterday. He scored 11 points. The usual array of ridiculous worldies. Some of which, there was one where the right half-back of the number five, anyway, was on him from Stewartstown. Mm. Did everything right. There's so many points where the defender does everything right. Yeah. He fouls him. He drags him. <laughs> he stays touch-tight. And Clifford just nonchalantly kicks it over the bar. So there was all of that going on. Then his madness at the end with the six red cards. Mm. Five of them, I think... In injury time, yep. this Kerry Tyrone rivalry is alive and it well. Goes, anyway. It goes bone deep. You yeah. know, it's not just two squads, it's two counties that just straight up undone like each other. Yeah. It was mad. It the, was. Yeah, it was. It was a very bad. To- totally chaotic. Very mad occasion. Um, of course, there's nothing madder than watching junior footballers trying to mark David Clifford. That's <laughs> always the maddest <laughs> thing. There's nothing madder than that. Try well, to do something that the, the, the best. Well, you're asking a player who, with respect, Will often be of Which it's junior football. We're not talking about spectrum. Of can you are aware of what's going on here? Right, this isn't David Clifford has just led the best club in Kerry to the All Ireland Club title. Mm-hmm. He's led his junior club, which is a number of levels below senior, mm. to a title at that level and garnered this insane amount of interest while doing it. So he's up against footballers. I mean, it's a mismatch, really. You know, mm. but as Maliki might explain this later on. It's it's teams win games and actually team wise it was pretty pretty close apparently at the weekend. Well, I mean close. Uh, <laughs> it's like take the two Cliffords and put them on the other team and well, let's just say. <laughs> well, take what about if you take one Clifford? 
It took Paddy and put him on the other Ooh, team. That I'd might have been enough to get them over the line. That probably would enough to get them over the line, to be honest. Yeah, but um, be controversial, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not to say actually. I mean, the uh, actually, I was about to start explaining the Kerry club system to you there, Owen. No, you know no, what? we don't need that. We don't need that. This is about. That. This is the about. Fact of the matter is, Fusser are actually a pretty decent team, but you know they are elevated. Let's say by the president. That guy. This, is, this show is about David Clifford and to a lesser extent about Pawdy who was not happy with his red something he made quite clear in his victory speech. The, to the referee and to his officials um, obviously a very a tough game there to ref at the end um, a good, good job other than the end but I, when I was wrongly sent off uh, <laughs> um, just uh, unbelievable how I was sent off um, and so Put a, put, a, put a great a great job all around. <laughs> the raucous laughter that you could hear is yeah. in the background. I'm, I'm enjoying the raucous laughter in studio. Is that is he is he joking about there? Or is oh God, no! No, no he's really pissed. genuinely. You can see he, is, he pauses. You can, you can hear the, the pause as though I, I should probably let this go, and then it's like no, no, oh, it was no. a really bad decision. It's a pity red carded players aren't invited to address the stadium more yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he had also gotten a unbelievable whack across the chin for uh, the only horrible. truly merited yeah, red card one, yeah. what, what did he the, get sent off for? he got sent off for well there's a variety of things he, he threw a guy to the ground and then people were suggesting that it was because he made contact with the facial area of one of the players on the ground and uh, who knows in yeah. fairness now he might was have it been a, was, it a, was it a warranted red card <laughs> oh, we, might, uh, we might talk to Maliki about that yeah he was I, there to I, I, see, see we didn't see it all on television you know, the, uh, the incident that I saw didn't look like a, a red card to me, mm. but maybe there was something else in the mix there as well. That the referees and the referee, the the officiating team in general spotted. Paddy Clifford might have been a bit grumpy there, despite being the winning captain. He might have been a bit put out with the way he was introduced by GA President Larry McCarthy. It now gives me great pleasure to present the All-Ireland Junior Football Trophy to Captain of Fossa, Paddy Fitzgerald. Oh, I mean... Clifford is a fairly famous name. I mean, if you'd said David Clifford there, there by accident... Isn't, there isn't a Paddy Fitzgerald that's... No. He meant no. to say Paddy Clifford. Yeah. I mean, if you'd said David Clifford, then Paddy would have been... David Clifford! Paddy would have been upset, but I also feel like Paddy might have experienced that in the past in his life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the Fitzgerald yeah. thing, you're just looking at him going, what the what, hell What's going on? What the hell Paddy Clifford's speech there reminded me of Michael Jordan's <laughs> infamous Hall of Fame acceptance speech when he used the occasion to settle lifelong scores. Leroy Smith was a guy, when I got cut, he made the team... But to the coach who actually picked Leroy over me, I wanted to make sure you understood. You made a mistake, dude. Then you had all your media naysayers. Oh, scoring champion can't win a can't win an NBA title. Well, you know you you're not as good as Magic Johnson. You're not as good as Larry Bird. You're good, but you're not as good as those guys. You know I had to listen to all this. I mean, look around you. you know, they charge a thousand dollar tickets for this game for this whole event. It used to be two hundred bucks. But I paid it. You know, I, I had no choice. I had a lot of family, a lot of friends I had to bring in. So thank you, Hall of Fame, for, for raising ticket price, I guess. <laughs> Slagging off the actual organisers of the yeah. Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, the first words out of Paddy's mouth yesterday were he wanted to thank the Crow Park officials. And then he kind of just wandered on on a sort of yeah. rhetorical sort of maze for about a minute talking about how great the stadium looked. <laughs> it's like, Paddy, just, you know, let's... 
thank the lads who just had four players sent off in injury time for boxing the head off you and just yeah. get the hell Give out of Give them their three cheers. Yeah. Going to chat to Malachi Clerken, who reported from Croke Park for the Irish Times, and also wrote a fantastic piece ahead of the game about David Clifford's run through the Junior Championship and the wave of interest it has provoked. A spontaneous thing, a rolling snowball of organic, innocent good, a splash of wonder in a world increasingly parched of it wrote the extremely cogent writer, mm. Malachi Clerk and Murph, and it has been pretty m- incredible to watch. Uh, it's, it's, it's mad. It's, a, it's such a crazy thing that happened. Uh, and it did start kind of with this video that we actually talked about uh, by this woman, Aoife O'Dowd, who uh, Malachi talks to. And the, the whole idea of it is Kerry in the, in the summertime, she was down there uh, on holidays, even though she's from Kerry originally herself, uh, and it's just all the kids that are like on holidays uh, down in Kerry, just running on, just like paying in to see David Clifford play this like no mark game against yeah. Castle Gregory in uh, the Dingle Peninsula. And it's like, just run on and just get a chance to go up to him. And say, Can I get a photo? Have a, chat with and, you know, after have a chat with David Clifford. And it's such a. It's such a, a, a mad, crazy thing. But, you know, and that video was uh, brilliant because the stunning kind of Kerry landscape in the background and everything. It was just very redolent of an Irish summer. But it's continued on into the wintertime. Uh, they played the Limerick champions in a game that was sold out, you know. Like, it, like it's, it sounds like an oxymoron, you know, that you play in the Ireland, in the Munster Junior Championship semi-final and it's sold out. I mean, these games are played in venues where you don't pay in, you know. <laughs> like, there is no ticketing uh, situation other than a guy standing at the gate before you park the car. Um... So yeah, just an organic, beautiful. It's a thing long to way from Al Nasser, all the same. Well, it is, Ken. You know, while you were um, debasing yourself in Qatar, um, reporting on this, this disgusting farce of a World Cup, the Gales among us mm. were down in Castle Mahon watching Shamie Flanagan stand and stand and pose for photographs oh. with David Clifford. Ah, <laughs> oh, it would, it would, it would fill the Harvard Pride too, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the look of smugness on your face. Oh, that should be on the photo for this. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's a but moment, it's moment in time. Yeah. It's Stone Age stuff that I've heard from you this morning. Before we hear from Malachi, is there a second captain's slot you ever wanted to kill Stone Dead? Well, now's your chance. We're running our first ever Second Captain's Podcast listener survey, which is online right now. It's not about killing slots. It's about ways to improve the show. And if if your least favourite slot happened to be killed in the process, (laughs) you've always guided us on what works best. And we'd really appreciate your input more than ever now, as we want to get an idea of what works on the pod from your perspective as we approach 10 years of Second Captains in just a few weeks' time. You'll be able to access the survey on secondcaptains.com on your Patreon email if you're a member on the show page of today's show and on links on Twitter and Instagram. But you don't have to be a member to get involved in this. We're as interested in those of you who just haven't signed up yet, you know, or maybe had signed up and are a lapsed member. Mm. You're just waiting for one thing that will bring you back and maybe this survey might provide you with the opportunity to suggest what that thing might be. Take five minutes, tell us what you think, what works, what doesn't. Murph's Country Pages is already dead, so no need to worry about that. It's not even mentioned on there, is it? I don't, I don't know if it gets a mention, no. One of our one of our survey filler-inners will win four tickets to this year's Gangs All Here show of your choice, so please fill it in when you can. If you have a few minutes to spare, it won't take too long. We would love your input on this. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Maliki, how's the form? Form's great. Good to have you in. Good fun in Croker. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it's very cold. <laughs> it's, it's January, um, and it's cold there in July up in the seventh yeah. floor. But you were but, uh, warmed by the sight of not only the scoring display of David Clifford, but also the blizzard of red cards in, in which yeah. his long season ended. I actually had to, uh, at one stage when I was writing it up, uh, we, we write in the sort of the little back room behind the, the press box, I had to come out of my little cubby hole at one stage and go, hang on, at what stage was the second red card? And somebody went, um, it was a minute into stoppage time. All right. So there was one red card going into stoppage time at the end of the game and there was six by the end of stoppage time. Now that's junior football. Uh, <laughs> Body Clifford looked like he wanted to just get off the pitch for the last few minutes because he was getting, he got, he, one of the red cards was a bad one on him. Outrageously and then he one, yeah. got his, what, was he right, we played the clip earlier, was he right to be aggrieved about his own red card? Ah, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't. He, uh, like, it was one of those where, um, like it, you could have picked any four out of 20 players yeah, that yeah, did, yeah. that transgressed. He sort of grabbed a fella and threw him to the ground. I, I mean, as we, we asked him about it afterwards and he sort of said, Arish, like, 
like it was probably a black card, but how is it a red card? But anyway, mm-hmm. I, but it was it was just in the general miasma of yeah. people running at each other and grabbing each other and pulling each other. Um, David Clifford's was completely deserved. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, like, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. That, was, that, was, that was the second yellow for Clifford. <laughs> the second well. yellow. The first I, 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 what did he do for people who missed it? Uh, the first one was he kicked the ball off the goalie's tee. Yeah. Uh, the, the most Tyrone uh, tactic that you could ever come across. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, and uh, golden balls, Clifford goes and kicks the bloody ball yeah, off yeah. the tee as the keeper's lining up a kick out. And then he just um, buried a fellow with a late tackle. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely a second yellow. Yeah. Well, so he, he fully deserved it. Fortunately for them it didn't go yeah. to extra time because they would have been struggling there with both Cliffords <laughs> off the field but I say albeit they would have been playing against 11 men mm. at that stage if that had been the case I know they'd, they'd, they'd go back to 15 of course yeah time. forgot the about that forgot about rule that bizarre rule. Yeah. so for Shane Walsh just before we get into um, get into Clifford I did enjoy the fact that it, there was this duel as well because there was mm. this guy for um, thinking Shane Walsh for Galway in the All-Ireland Senior Final uh-huh. then in the All-Ireland Junior uh, Club Final you've got this Gareth Devlin character a 35 year old yeah. for Stewart's there who's putting it up to Clifford at the other end of the field and scoring wonder scores. Yeah, yeah. scored him in the first half, one three to five yeah. points. Yeah, he was deadly. Yeah, like Gareth Devlin was one of these fellas. Like, you know, he played in an All Ireland. I'm going to say junior final in 2005 against Finnug. So like uh, Paul Galvin and uh, Eamon Fitzmaurice's club. Um, and he was 17 then and barely had a kick in the game. He was their sort of up-and-coming minor, had been on Tyrone minor teams and that sort of stuff. And um, and has basically spent... Not, no, he's not the sort of... He, if you take a look at him, he looks like the sort of like he. There was a good piece. Declan Bogue had a good piece with him the other day. He went to America in the summer and played in the same team as like Connor Myler and a heap of the mm. heap of the sort of freed county stars. And like he'd be going, they'd be out for for a night out, and Connor Myler'd have like a pint and go home and be going now. Gareth, come on, you, you, I'll, I'll be there after you, like you know. So he's this fella. He was on and off the fringes of the Tyrone panel over the years, but like he was just, he likes playing a bit of ball, and you can see him, like lovely player. Like uh, he scored exactly one three in the first half, right foot, left foot, punched goal, a free and a point from a point free, from yeah. free, like the full, full yoke. Uh, but they couldn't get the ball to him in the second half. Jesus, sure sound we're a far better team, right? Far better than than Fossa, like. Fossa in the first half would just if they got the ball to David Clifford, he he scored basically. I think he got five of their seven mm. in the first half, but um, they couldn't really get it to him that much. And and Stewartstown were just a more cohesive side, hard running, played lovely football, and uh, it was all fine. It just turned on a stupid red card for the for the Stewartstown fullback, and that was it. Clifford. Clifford had too much space then he ran right gets his All-Ireland puts a cap on an incredible Mm. year and really it's amazing because if his year had ended after the All-Ireland senior final it's already a year for the ages and then he goes on this run it just took me watching yesterday these lads who get to play in the same team Mm. as him it's so weird I don't know what other sports you have this where you get to play with this absolute already legend of the sport yeah. in a highly competitive match where there's a huge amount at stake and I even felt listening to some of his quotes afterwards he seemed to feel more pressure with this as sometimes inter-county players say they yeah. do with, you know his dad's heavily involved with the club all, all, there's a lot of stuff going on there but anyway my point being you're a really lovely piece about the impact of the last few months and the unique kind of nature mm. of, of what he's done the interest that he's garnered in what is a very low rung in the GAA world there's no... Because I was thinking about this last week as I was writing it. 
there's no real analog for it. Mm. There's 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 no real comparison you can make. Like people throw around things like saying it's it's like if Messi went back and played for Newell's old boys for a while and. It's not even really like that because, like, that's still you're still going back to a professional, or you're you're still it's the 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 competition that that Newell's old boys would be in isn't linked to this like it's just on a mm. a completely like, different solar system yeah and think to the how, one Messi inhabits yeah and whereas this is like it is still a part of the same organism. For better or worse, it, it it is what what it is, and it's um, yeah, it's it like God knows we overdo the fucking back slapping sentimentality about the GEA far far too much, and it's a, a horrendously self congratulatory <laughs> organization at times. But this is actually a lovely thing, and uh, and the sense I got when I was writing it last week, but essentially for people who haven't read it, I was writing about the fact that he was he alone essentially was bringing crowds to junior football matches. Um, first of all, in Kerry, and it, like it coincided with the end of the summer holidays in Kerry, so there was kids from kids and families from all around the country in Kerry in August, as they mm. should be, as is the right of every Irish person, <laughs> and uh, going to watch these games. And then when when there was a split, then and they played the Cliffords went and played for East Kerry in the actual Kerry Senior Championship. And then it got back to the junior championship in, in sort of November. And then you were going, they won Kerry and then they went into Munster and they were playing games in the back arsenal in Limerick and the Munster final was in Mallow and the All-Ireland semi-final was in Port Leash. And you were finding crowds coming from all over to go to these games just to see this yeah. guy, to see him in this, to see him up close. And I think that's the thing, to get a feel of them because like with the best will in the world and again with all our self-congratulation inter-county GA is a removed thing now he, and has become more so even in David Clifford's lifetime you know that it's they all, all inter-county stars talk about the bubble that they're in and they don't just mean the bubble away from their club mates they mean the bubble away from the public mm. because you can't go and watch David Clifford train for Kerry anymore you can't like even the meet and greet nights are kind of a once in a year thing and not every county does it and all that sort of stuff but you can go and watch them play junior football mm. and you can run onto the pitch afterwards everywhere except Croke Park obviously <laughs> yesterday was the one place that it couldn't happen yeah. but uh, it was just it, there's a lovely a lovely simple innocent good to it mm. and it's probably unrepeatable as well because it was so organic you know like that it sort of it started off like, as I say with holiday makers down in sort of West Kerry at this game on a Saturday night and then built and built and built to the point now where even if it happens next year Fuss will be an intermediate uh, like the Kerry Championship will still be in August there will still be holiday makers but it'll nearly be a kind of a performative thing by next August, like the like kids will be, like there'll be people going to Kerry and building in like mm. David Clifford sightings as part of their <laughs> holiday and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it, it was all. I just got the sense that it was a kind of a one-off 
thing. Mm. And it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, and it's, you know, maybe no figure in the GA is romanticised like Christy Ring. Mm. Um, but I actually read Val Dorgan's autobiography, or biography of Christy Ring, uh, just over the Christmas, actually. And this is what, Yes. This is what it was like, yes. you know, th- that uh, my dad talks about the game he yeah. saw Christy Ring yeah. play and that there's there is a pressure on Clifford now, which is different to the pressure on anyone else. Like, yeah. and it's this is completely divorced from anything else we've ever seen. T.J. Reid has been playing for Ballyhale mm-hmm. for 20 years. Henry Shefflin played for Ballyhale yeah. for 20 years. This never, ever happened. Did it, did it happen a bit with Joe? Canning. Maybe a little, early, little bit. Yeah, a tiny bit. A tiny maybe bit. right at the very but, uh, start. But of his even career. at that, hurling is still a niche yeah. thing. Yeah, compared you to know, football. People yeah. from Cavan aren't going to watch Joe Canning play yeah. in Port Leash. People, from, people Kil- from Kilkenny, as you said in the piece, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is the first football game I've ever been at. And, yeah. and sat in the car and drove to, to Port Leash. Yeah. I mean, clubmates of mine drove down to Port Leash last, yeah. uh, last Sunday. Now, under the cover that they're full, that the Fusta fullback used to play for Temple Oaks Sing Street. <laughs> that, doesn't right. explain, that doesn't explain why five of their kids also got the car, you know. <laughs> but I, do, I, I think the ring, the ring thing is that is the is the one that I come back to as well because yeah. my like my father-in-law uh, God rest him is from Wexford and would have played with like with the records years and years ago and I he was telling me like you know long before he died about how him and his brother would head off and they'd be going by train or they'd be going by bicycle or whatever this back in the 50s mm. because ring was playing so ring a railway cup or whatever, um, and they would go along and 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 see that, and it was a thing that people did to mm. to go and see Christy Ring, and this is like this is as the the closest thing to it I think that that we've come across now. The Kerry the sort of team, the Kerry Mick O'Dwyer's team, people did go to that, like they did used to build going in to watch them train as part mm. of your summer holiday in Kerry, so that was a thing, but they that was. A more amorphous thing, like that was this team, the greatest team mm. ever. Um, this is this is one guy, and it's more diffuse because there's 25 people involved in that, and they're yeah. going to see Mikko, and they're going, you know, it's, and Jacko it's not, and Spillane and, yeah. and the bomber and whatever. Yeah. It's not focused on one person, yeah. but I think uh, so much of of the piece on Saturday was about the fans, and that's an amazing thing. But Owen's point about actually getting to play against David Clifford mm. for players at this level. That is in itself, and that's an extraordinary thing. I've, I, you, the, the comparisons only make it more striking. Mm. So if you think of, you know, um, I played a, a, you know, like a, a frame of snooker against Steve Davis, right? Or something. You know, yeah, like you know, yeah, you know yeah. these. Yeah. these yeah. I thought you actually around. did the way. No, you no, no. <laughs> I, I would have been impressed by that. Yeah, or the, you know, the darts players go around yeah, to like course, no mar- yeah. and you know, or, like I actually did play a round of golf with Darren Clark in Seapoint, yeah, some yeah. sponsors mm. thing. Uh, it was the year that he won the British Open, right, yeah. so you can say that. Oh, I played a round of golf with Darren with yeah. Darren Clark, which has about as much to do with. Darren Clark going down the the back nine yeah. uh, at the open as like my drive to Little does with Lewis Hamilton. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, like yeah. it, it's completely. Yeah. It's just a, a non-runner. Whereas when I saw Clifford celebrate one of his points in the second half, he wheeled off and he's like his fist was yeah, his yeah. fist was like gr- it was yeah. like in this kind of yeah. uh, grimace of determination, you know? And you're like. That's what he. That's what he did in the All Ireland final. That's my point. Yeah, you're mm. playing against him as motivated as yeah. he would be yes. if he was being and Messi marked against, by. Yeah, Messi going to news old boys is Messi in the absolute twilight of his career, yeah. and, and it is like kind of a romantic thing. But it's yeah. also, 
it's he's doing it for the romance. He's not yeah. doing it because it matters deeply to him. Whereas you saw Clifford, he he scored a point to put his club two points up in an Ireland final, and he celebrated like any other. Playwood, you my know what favorite. I mean. <laughs> I, I talked to rakes of people for a piece last week, but I think my favorite was Mark O'Shea, who was who was managing Lestray, uh, who are Fuss's neighbours, like literal next door neighbours, that like a mile and a half down the road, uh, just mm. outside Killarney, and they were the only team. Like Clifford lost three games this year. Uh, in the in the whole of the year, he lost the Sigerson Cup semi final. He played in Kerry's last final, wasn't it? Final, sorry, yeah, final, yeah. yeah. Played in Kerry's last league game where Tyrone uh, beat them mm-hmm. and uh, Fossa lost the last round of the Premier Junior <laughs> to Lestray. <laughs> and he missed a, missed a last minute free that would have made it a draw. But um, I was asking Mark O'Shea, like, what do you do? How do you prepare for him? Like, it's one thing Galway trying to prepare for him in an All-Ireland final. Like, how do you prepare for him in a junior football match and he says well look the way it was was I I talked to our full back and I said look there's no point in me telling you anything you don't know here I said look he's going to try and get on his left try and put him on his right that's the technical stuff but he's going to do what he's going to do the one bit of advice I'd give you is don't poke the bear don't go thinking that you're going to go and get into his head because Bigger men than you have tried it, and it's yeah. just not going to happen. It's going to backfire essentially. It's going to backfire yeah. essentially. So they and he did well on him in the in the first half, but he picked up a yellow card somewhere along the way. So at halftime, Mark switched the fullback out and put in the fullback's brother on him, mm-hmm. and um, sent him in. And it, he says to me, and it was only as he was running out onto the pitch that I said, "Oh, f- I forgot to tell him not to poke the bear." And sure enough, I looked up, and your man was digging at him and mouthing and all this sort of stuff. And I was going mad. I says, "Will somebody go out there and tell him to shut the fuck up?" <laughs> and of course, Clifford ended up scoring two twelve. But the thing yeah. was, that, uh, and I didn't. And, uh, by the way, most uh, that game went to extra time. Yeah. Most of the reports that I read of that game, because I mean, it was a thing that I checked throughout the year. Like, yeah. first of all, did Fussel win? And second of all, how much did he score? And most of the reports said, "Let's try." Uh, uh, held him reasonably yeah. well, but he finished with two twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was that uh, and both those things could be true. Mark was telling me that he met him at a wedding, and a couple of weeks later, he was at uh, Shane Enright's wedding, and uh, uh, he went was over chatting to him, and uh, he was he was telling him the story of how he had forgotten to tell the brother mm. not to poke the bear, and he said Clifford buckled at the knees, laugh, and he said, "I was wondering because he came in and he was." fucking and blinding and he was nipping at me and poking at me and I was going what, did, what has happened here? <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought Mark I got him to do it because that would have sounded, sounded that sort of thing exactly. there are loads of these great nuggets as well. the, the semi-final that was in Limerick as well was yes. a big one that, yeah. that got that because it was sold out, which in so, Castle Mahan, yeah, yeah, which is a big deal. Is what this isn't Cooley Roo is the uh, yeah. Cooley Roo is the the stadium, the, the the name of the ground or the name of the townland. I, th- I think the ground might act- actually be named after uh, Tommy Quaid, but it's like this the home of Joe Quaid, like and, and mm-hmm. Tommy Quaid, like these Limerick hurling legends, you know. And Shamie Flanagan p- plays for them and actually played in the game, yeah, uh, against against <laughs> Clifford. <laughs> There's a photo of yeah. Clifford and Shamie Flanagan at the end of the game. They're just chatting away or whatever yeah. you know and the photograph couldn't be more like <laughs> Jamie Flanagan just looks so delighted to be there you know it's like Beckham an unidentified fan you know it's like very very funny but, yeah. but like uh, like you know the Grant has never sold out sure, surely never sold out for a football game but uh the Munster Council had to put out a tweet, put out a statement on the morning of the game saying, OK, guy, uh, the ground is 
sold out. Uh, do not come if you don't have a ticket. This applies to under 16s as well. Yeah. Uh, the game will be streamed live on uh, on the Munster Council website. And uh, there will be a one-way traffic system in place. In yeah. as well, which <laughs> yeah. I, the de- yeah. detail which I absolutely loved. But well. the whole thing was, you, you know, that this place and like... <laughs> I was talking to Liam Ahern, who who did the sort of the commentary for the Munster Council on the on the day, um, and he was saying like with the best will in the world, they were there for one person. Like the game was over after ten minutes. Like Clifford was actually taken off with twenty minutes to go. I think it was one twenty two to five points was the final score. But like they weren't there for Paddy Clifford. They weren't there for the mm. Kerry Junior champions. They were there for, for one lad. Mm. like, And in a weird way, you kind of talk about sort of the self-congratulatory mm. nature of much of the re- uh, reporting around club games. Mm. And that's really, really true. And this doesn't demean it in any way, but this exists on a totally different plane. Totally different level. You know, that that this is... Um, that this is Pele touring or Santos touring around the world with Pele and yeah. like funding the entire club on the back of it. You know, I, like it's... It, like there... It's not even a. Well, watching it yesterday, I wasn't even that invested on whether Fussa won of or not. Of course not. not. No. I was just do. Like, I've well, seen I kind of was because you were already talking about booking Mal in for this chat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would be a lot better if Fussa win this summer yeah, than yeah, not. That is true. But the thing was, it's interesting you say that, Murph. I got I got two emails after the, the after the piece on Saturday, both given out. Of course, nobody <laughs> nobody ever writes to say well done, but uh, both from Tyrone people going. Uh, you know, there's a Toronto team playing in this final as well. You know, you know, amazing. You know, uh, <laughs> how, how, how can you justify your uh, two thousand words on the Kerry Junior Champions and, <laughs> and not a word and, for the not, and not a word for uh, have Stewartstown not done great to get to this point as well? And you're just going like that sort of notion is is sort of out there, but it's so so completely misses the point. Yeah, of Clifford. Yeah. You know that that this is a, this is a story. That's that's sort of so beyond junior football, or so beyond everything. Like, like I do, I was kind of thinking about it the other day. Like when, like if he keeps going the way we we mm. have seen him going, the, this is the first phase of his career is mm. over, right? So he's won his All Ireland. Um, he's twenty four next week or the week after. Uh, we we presume he'd be around for the guts of the next decade. Um, we we all kind of think that were the first phase of one of the great Irish sporting careers mm. is just over and he's on to the next phase of it. So, like, we, we kind of think that if he keeps going in this way, and you can look, you can overdo all of this stuff and get lost in hyperbole and all this kind of carry on. But, like, this looks like one of the great Irish sporting careers. I just kind of think that the last six months of it are going to be a lovely little chapter. Mm. A lovely little strand of it that people will kind of remember. Oh, I remember that six months when he played when Fosso were junior and he, he just kind of grabbed crowds from all over the place. I think it's just, uh, there's something really kind of beguiling to it mm. that has nothing to do with winning the All-Ireland Junior Football Championship. It's really not the so, so, Yeah, you're saying it could be, but this is an interesting point. How is he actually handling all this? Because we've seen people in these sorts of mm. situations, maybe not to this, this level of intensity, Shane O'Donnell for a yeah. brief time after his heroics for, for Clare. Mm. Colm Cooper would have had a, a fair bit of this as well. I, I, Shane O'Donnell, I never, I never got the sense, was too comfortable with it. Colum, yeah, Colm Cooper. Yeah. I don't know, Colm Cooper managed it as best you can as a Kerry yeah. footballer. I don't know if he loved it either. And, yeah, you know, one incident sticks in my head when he, when he was having a few pints, when it was mm. whatever, there was an issue with the panel. Was he 
uh, out of the squad for one game. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. front page. Story. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I think yeah. there were times like that where I'm, I don't know Colin Cooper, but I imagine that sort of stuff is suffocating enough. Mm. How at this point in his career is Clifford handling all this? Does he look like he enjoys it? That's it. That is interesting because I think he. I talked to him and Fitzmaurice about this. He's in the in the Fossa back room, and um, he was saying that he handles it really so well that he that he could see it being claustrophobic in somebody else. Yeah, you know that 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 it's just a little. That's probably a bit too much for for most people. Um, I have to say, any time that I have met him or talked to him. He he knows Hannah has known for an awful long time who he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I, I get that real sense of him that when he was 16, he was earmarked for, mm. like, we had all heard his name when he was 16. Canning, Canning was the, is the only other corollary yeah. in that respect, yeah. in, that, yeah. in, the, in the respect and that Canning, from 15 or 16 Canning people has, knew him. And, and that, that side of it really bugged Canning. Or have end, certainly ended up really, mm. really annoying him. You know, that I, th- I think he became quite sort of suspicious of the outside world, quite everybody wants a piece of me and, you know, everybody, every relationship or every person I come in contact with, I'm suspicious of a little bit. Clifford is not there, or if he is there, he he is hiding it well. I think he he feels a certain amount of it is baked in. I think he knows that he lives in a social media world in a way that uh, Canning didn't, mm-hmm. and so there's a, a little bit of that. Th- that's almost what I was saying about this will be um, a performative next year. A bit of it is kind of built on social media. It's built on TikTok and and. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and all this sort of stuff. These videos go everywhere because like, like even when it was Shane O'Donnell, I remember interviewing Shane O'Donnell and him saying, yeah, I mean, I signed so many autographs. I had to, I had to start signing sod instead of Shane O'Donnell. That was his big thing. But like, you know, selfies weren't even really a thing, that big a thing in 2013. Is it, People it, don't go for autographs now. Is, is it Clifford more difficult to keep, to keep writing or is the pain in your face from having to smile for a thousand selfies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's one of the questions. I don't know. Yeah, I th- it'll be really interesting to see how the next phase of his life turns out because he is the most recognisable Gaelic footballer, most recognisable person in the GAA. Uh, and he is a bit of, there's a bit of him that is public property. And I think in a way, almost to bring it all back round again, he was so delighted yesterday uh, when we were talking to him afterwards. Mm. I like him and Paddy were even cracking gags about how, geez, we had to win it this year because the father, his, this is his last year as chairman. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, next <laughs> yeah, year it'll yeah. be somebody else's glory. Like, you know, yeah. And, but, but that, so much of him is public property um, that to do this with the old cliche with his friends that he grew up with, all that sort of stuff. He was so really very delighted with it. And I think it's going to be fascinating. I, I, I find him a fascinating guy. I think he's a very smart lad. I think he's a, he, there's an empathy to him. He's a teacher in, in the SEM in Killarney now, uh, so he doesn't, have, he doesn't have a public-facing job in the way that Gooch did. Gooch was a, was a, a banker, bank, yeah. a bank teller. Um, Canning has always had, like has always had his, but m- m- most of his uh, pursuits or his business deals have all been, again, public-facing. They've, they've had to do with being Joe Canning. Clifford hasn't really 
done an awful lot of that uh, yet. Uh, he, he's he goes. I was saying to him yesterday, "Are you going?" Because uh, he didn't get to go in the Kerry team holiday. I says, "You get a holiday now," and he says, "Well, I'll have to talk to the school about that." Like mm. I'm back in school tomorrow, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that side was going to be really interesting yeah. because he's he's not going to get any less famous over the next half a decade, you know. Okay, Maliki, it's not the last conversation we're going to have about this Possibly guy. Possibly not. No. Years. Thanks a million. Cheers. In the final and on in again. And here. great stuff coming up on the World Service this week including our rugby punditry dream team of Horgan and Trimble tomorrow on the swift return to international rugby of the most straight-talking coach in the world. It's a scammy Irish. Recently sacked by England. <laughs> that man is back again. Good news for you. Eddie Jones will be at the World Cup after all. Australia sacked David Rennie, rehired Jones who used to be their coach of course. Maybe Jones just maybe he hasn't properly paid attention to the World Cup draw because sure does he not realise that Australia are likely to face England in a quarter final? That would mean the awkward emotion of having to knock his former team out of the World Cup so soon after working with uh, them for so many years. That would this, kill him. He that must would have, really kill him. I hope he hasn't signed on the dotted line just yet because there that's... There are no winners in no. a situation like that. Oh. And by the way, he's also <laughs> signed up, I think, until the next World Cup and that includes a Lions tour in the middle. Yeah. So Australia just... Bet the house on Eddie Jones still having what it takes here. We'll talk about that all tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. Thanks, Murph. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Ken. Thanks for listening. The Second Captain's Podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. If you become a World Service member, you will hear all episodes ad free.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 